Are your daily habits helping you or are they harming you? Daily habits are incredibly important because much of what we do on a daily basis is subconscious and it's automatic, isn't it? When is the last time you really had to think about how to brush your teeth or maybe to tie your shoe or to drive your car? Our habits are the daily programs that run our lives. The Wellness 717 Podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Ludwig. I'm the host of this show. This is sponsored by Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. And the aim of this show is to give this community information so you can make smart, safe, and sane healthcare decisions. So as they say, relax and enjoy the show. Well, hello, this is Dr. Jeff Ludwig, and welcome if this is your first time. If you're coming back, thanks for coming back. And today is our second part of our series on how to make change when we're beginning this new year. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, it's on procrastination. I encourage you to go back and do so. But today's episode is called The Habit Loop Cycle. And really what we're talking about with habits is behavioral change. We all need it. We all have good habits. We all have bad habits. So the research suggests that we really only do things for two primary reasons. We want to avoid pain. Nobody wants to be in pain. Or we want to seek pleasure. And this is how we make our decisions. And this is how habits are formed. So I want to take this in the context of improving your health, right? Because this is a wellness podcast. And let's say you really want to lose weight, but you really also love eating fattening and unhealthy foods. Your brain is in a quandary, isn't it? Which is more important to you? At this point, you need to make a decision, don't you? We just got through the holiday season and we uh, were thinking about the new year and we have to make changes. Usually that's the normal thing that happens at the beginning of the year. And once again, that's why we're doing uh, these podcasts and these episodes at this time of the year. But think about all the reasons why it might be painful to stay in your current health situation and then get leverage on yourself. You need to be aware. You need to be awakened of where you are right now with your current health. And then maybe do some research about the effects of the foods that you are eating, the ones that aren't good for your body. Maybe listen to podcasts like this on health and fitness and the benefits of eating healthy or exercising well. And after you've found enough evidence to really support your choice to change and motivate yourself, then you'll go into action. But you have to write down all the benefits in changing. This is what the majority of your thought press needs to be. What is the positives of making this change? So over the years, I was led to believe that it takes 21 days to change something, right? To replace or form a daily habit. And research 
certainly supports this, but there was another project that I read about that said in the University College of London, they found that it takes an individual approximately, right? Not exactly, approximately 66 days to replace or form a daily habit. Wow. Well, then that's much longer than I thought. And I've done things uh, health-wise where I have changed habits in three weeks, if you will. And whether it's changing my nutrition or my exercise routine, then there's some truth about that. But also these studies say that don't beat yourself up. In 2012, there was a study that says even an occasional missed day did not severely impair the habit-forming process. So even if you miss a day, just get right back on the horse. What this really means is that after you've invested enough time, especially like 66 days of repetition and practice and successfully installing a good habit, you don't have to be perfect to make it stick. But it's best to get through those first 66 days. It's a long time, but it's worth it. So this may answer the question, why then can it seem so hard to break our old habits or form new habits, especially when it comes to our health? Now, I want to tell you, first and foremost, I've experienced this, and I'm sure you have too. It is quite rare to simply just stop a habit, cold turkey, whether it be negative or positive. And there are some exceptions to this, but it might be very traumatic such as a car crash that causes you to immediately stop texting and driving, or a DUI may immediately cause a person to quit drinking, or you have a health episode that says, hey, you need to change this right now, or you're on the wrong path, and the result may be death or disability, or maybe an organ not working like it's supposed to. It's sad, but sometimes you have to hit a bottom, and I don't want you to do that. We don't want to hit a bottom to make a change. We need to be aware of what's going on now by asking the right questions. Now, what usually happens most often is that another habit or behavior must take place of the former habit. This is why you often see a person who stops smoking, but then suddenly begins to eat more or maybe start to bite their nails. That's just one example. So let's break down the components of a habit. You know, this habit is an automatic behavior, right? It initially requires a conscious effort, but it consists of three components. And those components are number one, a cue, number two, a routine, and number three, a reward. And all three of these together form the habit loop. So let's take a second to talk about the cue. A cue is whatever triggers your behavior. It could be a place, right? You only do things outside, or maybe it could be at a gym. It could be in a library, right? It could be a place, but it also could be a time. Maybe you only do this habit at certain times of the day. And I'm talking about good habits and bad habits, remember? Maybe something you see or you hear can change or be that cue. Or maybe even an emotional state. 
Here's an obvious cue that I hear all the time, a ringing cell phone, right? It's an obvious cue. Now these cues do initiate the habit loop. So it's critical that you become aware of the cues that drive your behavior. Write them down. Be aware when you're doing a certain habit, where are you, what time of the day it is, what's your emotional state, did you hear something, did somebody tell you something? These are cues that you have to be aware of. So let's talk about a few more triggers that reminds you to perform a certain actions. Here's some examples. Let's say each time you walk into the front door after a long day of work, you immediately head to the kitchen, right? That's the location. And you grab something to eat. Maybe it's the same thing each and every day. The cue here is location, meaning the kitchen, right? The time of the day might also be a cue that you're associated with, like grabbing a snack. And maybe you grab that snack the same time every day. Maybe uh, a cue could be you're sitting in your living room and on a particular time or a TV show, you always get a bowl of ice cream. That's a part of your routine. That's the cue. The time, the place, maybe the emotion. So in the above example, when you grab something to eat, this is the habit. Whether you're hungry or not, this is the perfect example of mindless eating and eating because maybe you're bored or maybe it's just because of your routine. Think about what you do immediately after waking up in the morning. Maybe you immediately grab your phone to check your email or scroll social media. If you do this every day for a long enough period of time, you've just installed this as a daily habit. It's routine. And those are the cues that you need to be aware of. So move throughout your day, rate the things that you do consistently every day, and you will likely see more patterns in the morning and the evening, or the middle of your day could vary depending on your schedule or maybe your work tasks. So pay attention to those cues. Number two in the loop after the cue is the routine. The routine is the behavior that has become second nature to us, hasn't it? Because roughly 40% of daily activity is routine. There's studies that are done on this. It's important to make sure your routines are very effective and very goal-oriented. If you are mindful and you have a purpose in creating routines, your habits will become powerful tools to help you achieve your goals. Because I can tell you, it is much easier to change routines than cues and their rewards. Changing routines provides the greatest opportunity for you to change your habits. So pay attention to your routine. So the third part of the loop after the cue, the routine, is the reward. It's the third component, right? The reward satisfies a craving. It satisfies a need. So your brain quickly learns to repeat routines that generate rewards. Your brain links that cue to the reward so closely that you'll begin to anticipate the reward as soon as the cue occurs. So the routine then becomes a habit. So some of these rewards are easier to identify than others. 
does walking to the vending machine midday afternoon satisfy a craving for the energy the walk provides? I don't know. Does socializing get you chatting with others do the same thing? Does it give you a mental break or is it something else? So let's say that your resolution is to work out every morning for 45 minutes starting at five o'clock in the morning. Well, you're going to have to review what the cue may be, review what the reward is. In fact, start with the reward. What are you gonna get out of this from working out in the morning? Figure out the routine, right? We're gonna get up in the morning, but what's the cue gonna be? Well, the cue might be the night before, right? The cue might be, I want this reward, so I'm gonna have to go to bed earlier so I can get up earlier so I can do the exercise. Maybe the reward, we're working backwards now, the reward is I'm gonna be healthier. I'm gonna have more energy. I might lose weight, whatever it may be. Focus on the routine. And then what's the cue that's going to trigger you? It could be an alarm. Alarm clocks are there. That's a cue. And maybe prepare things ahead of time, which we're going to talk about here in just a second. So focus on what the trigger or the cue is going to be to get you going. In this example, getting up early in the morning. Okay, you're saying, Dr. Jeff, that's fine and dandy, but man, I I understand these three steps. There's a cue, whether it's good or bad. Does it make things painful? Um, Is there pleasure in this? The cue, the routine, which is the hardest thing to change, and that reward, which we all want. So how do we change? How do we have behavioral change to help out and support this habit-forming loop, if you will. So there are four laws of behavioral change. What we want to do is go through the different steps. We're going to do this because we want to build good habits of, say, exercising every day, or good habits of eating healthy every day, or good habits of getting better rest through the day. These are just examples. So number one in the four laws of behavioral change is to prepare, right? Ahead of time, right? If you want to work out in the morning, lay things out ahead of time. Lay out your workout clothes, your gym clothes, or your swimsuit if you're going to the pool. Get your headphones out right next to your bed the night before. Do this ahead of time, right? We need to prepare. You just can expect to get up and get two feet on the floor. In this example, getting up early in the morning, and it could be something else, but you need to prepare for behavioral change. Next thing in behavioral change is make it attractive. Do something that you really actually enjoy. If you love a particular workout routine or a video, and once again, we're using exercise as an example here, or in my case, I like to swim. So that's more motivating to me. Maybe you like a special trainer. I know my wife likes to work out on Fridays and there's a particular class that she likes and she likes that trainer. I have another patient that works out and they have a particular trainer and all of a sudden that trainer got a promotion. So now they're in a different part of the gym and she has another trainer that she hasn't connected with. So maybe she needs to look for the right trainer. Maybe it's not that new one that just came into her life. The third step or the four laws of behavioral change is make it easy. 
don't do everything at once. If you want behavioral change, right, they might be a bunch of cues, routines, and rewards. It's like building a house brick by brick. Start small. Commit to doing, as far as exercise goes, maybe doing a five-minute walk every day for the first week. And then the second week, let's take it up a step. Do a 10-minute walk. And then week three, do 15 minutes. Week four, now you're going to the gym. You can do the same thing with nutrition, right? Start eating an apple maybe three days a week, then maybe four days a week, or maybe focusing on twice as many vegetables as fruit, maybe protein with at least one of your meals, then make it two of your meals and three of your meals. You see how this works? But you have to make it easy. You have to be prepared as we talked about. It has to be something that you actually enjoy. And the last step or law of behavioral change is make it satisfying. Follow up the habit with some kind of reward, right? Cue, routine, reward. And the cues and rewards are usually connected to each other. This could be like enjoying your morning coffee only after you've done your workout, right? The morning coffee is the reward. I know a lot of you do that. I don't. There's another way that I get my reward. Or maybe simply acknowledging how good you feel after exercise. Once I get done swimming, right, that's a choice of activity that I like. I feel like it, quote unquote, sets my clock. There's nothing else that does it other than swimming. Now, I like to do other things, too. I can't really run anymore. My knees are kind of beat up over the years. I like to walk, especially walks with my wife. And I feel satisfied. So make it satisfying. So once again, the four laws of behavioral change is prepare, get things ready, make it attractive. You have to actually enjoy it. Make it easy, build into it, and make it satisfying. So when we understand the three components of a habit, right, the cue, the routine, the reward, and how a habit loop drive behavior is powerful, this is the first step in making habits work for you. And then do the four laws of behavioral change. Prepare, be attractive, make it easy, satisfying. And by this time of the year, roughly 80% of resolutions, when we talk about our health, have already failed. My challenge to you and to me and to my family is to recommit our resolutions and develop habits that really drive results, that drive your reward. Thanks again for listening to the Wellness 717 Podcast. Dr. Jeff here. And if you haven't listened to the first episode on procrastination, please do so. But this one on habits, right? The habit loops. I just think it's so persuasive. Habits are so powerful that we must become aware of this process. We must have a self-awareness that's consistent with our theme of understanding habits. So remember, you have the power to choose. True and lasting change comes down to changing your identity and your health. Be the kind of person you want to be. Visualize the new you and how this person thinks, acts, and feel and make it real. So if you enjoyed this episode, Thanks for listening. And I want you to share it with someone that you really care about. And subscribe to the channel. It's important that you get an alert 
about these episodes that happen every Monday at noon. So just a heads up about your episode for next week. It's on systems, not goals, lead you to success. I encourage you to check it out next week. And as always, as we begin this week, I encourage you all to be well and be blessed. Have a great week, everyone.